Hello, hello. This is the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I am your host, Amy. This podcast is based around relevant and completely irrelevant topics. Sometimes the deep and meaningful and other times pretty meaningless topics. There are way too many negative vibes in the universe. So let's hang out together and spread aesthetic vibes. Come hang out with me. Welcome to today's episode. We are going to discuss my thoughts on men with microphones and misogyny. (laughs) All right, uh, strap in misogynists because I'm coming for you in this episode. (laughs) Let's do this. So let's begin with explaining why am I even discussing this topic? There's rationale. Of late, there have been a considerable amount of men who just happen to be misogynists who have equipped themselves with a microphone, sitting in their ivory towers, making quite disgusting comments about women. And I'll share a little bit of what I've seen. Uh, It's not great. (laughs) Let's begin by saying First, not all men with microphones are misogynists. There is a very distinct, small minority of men who fall into this category, and those are the ones I'm discussing today. So any sweeping comments that I make, um, please note they're only referring to that minority. I'm not going <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Firstly, my podcast isn't about that. Uh, we're, we're here to be positive. So um, that's how we're going to approach this subject today. And second, don't really want to be sued. So <laughs> no names will be mentioned. I would just refer to them as the men, if you like. So because my podcast really is about positivity, again, I'm going to take this topic from a positive view. Um, and I might make light of <laughs> several of the topics or several of the points within this topic. Um just because it's probably the only way I think we should be dealing with it, (laughs) apart from uh, putting all those men on a boat, rowing the boat out into the middle of the sea and kind of just leaving them there to perish. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) I think what we need to do with these guys is laugh and then just keep progressing um, as a society, leaving behind (laughs) these weirdos. Today, we're going to educate, build awareness and really establish a safe place for everyone. Let's start with the basics. What the heck is a misogynist? So glad you asked. A misogynist is a person who dislikes, despises, or is strongly prejudiced against women. Why, you might ask? (laughs) My response, like my legitimate response is a shoulder shrug followed by, I don't know, (laughs) which is very Australian. Uh, For those outside of Australia, I don't know, but we say, I don't know. Um, So that's my response. So in order to understand these weirdos, let's turn to research because my brain can't comprehend. Put simply, misogyny is 
a lot of the times unconscious, and it's a hatred of women. At its core, it's about controlling and punishing women who violate patriarchal norms and expectations of those who aren't serving male interests, because that's what we exist to do, ladies. So what are the signs of a misogynist? Number one, someone who objectifies women. Maybe it's the view that women should be nothing more than pleasing to look at, or maybe it's the thought that they belong in the kitchen. <laughs> they belong in the kitchen. Oh, that makes me laugh. Uh, maybe it's telling women what to wear or where to be, but that is personally going to war with me, <laughs> any of those things. You try to tell me what to wear... <laughs> I'm going to crack the shits. You try to tell me where to be, I'm also going to crack the shits. You have just gone to war with me. The second is seeing women as something that can be collected. Here, all I thought about was the Pokemon theme song. <laughs> collectible cards, like Pokemon cards. I don't even know what other collectibles exist. I just know people love Pokemon and they love collecting it. Oh, like Hello Kitty, that's a collectible, right? That's oh, probably a heap. Anyway, collecting women. <laughs> The third is the deep-rooted issues here in the male's minds might be because they have a questionable relationship with the women in their lives. So let's put this in perspective because whenever a female has issues with a male in their life, we get referred to as having daddy issues. Let's turn the tables. So these men might have mummy issues. The next is how about openly objectifying women. So catcalling, <laughs> making comments loudly somewhere in front of their friends, um, making comments about someone's appearance. I have been catcalled. I used to be catcalled a fair bit and my response is typically standard. Um, I'm likely to give the middle finger and say, can you go fuck yourself? Because uh, I, I just don't appreciate it. You don't see me hanging out of a car window or off a construction site objectifying men so at least have the same respect the next is uh, a sense of control over you uh i'm a little bit like a wild horse here <laughs> i run free i need someone to run free with me my husband has a few times asked me to do some small things so there's been a couple of times where maybe he's been busy and he's left the house and said oh can you run the vacuum would you mind running the vacuum over the floor or can you run the vacuum over the floor in a little bit my response is usually, nope, I do what I want, when I want, and I don't want to do that. It's just not, it's just not for me. More on that, I'm not domesticated. Like, I am, I'm not great with domestics. I don't like really cleaning anything. I will if I have to. I cook because it's a creative outlet, um, and I wash our clothes. That's like the one thing. Um, I just feel like men left with a washing machine is super dangerous especially if that man's name is Sean my husband <laughs> he just chucks all the shit in and washes it all together um so your whites start to turn black because they mix with blacks um or there's that random red sock that destroys all the whites <laughs> those are really the only things I care about um so yeah, it, it, not for me. Um, I am, like I said, a bit of a wild horse running free. On that topic, the other thing I don't do is make beds. Throughout my entire childhood, my mum would ask that we made our beds every day and to a standard level. So if there were crinkles, 
she'd be like, no, that's not good enough um, and go and sort of straighten it out. Anyway, every day making your bed, I don't like making beds. So much so, I have never made a bed since I left home. (laughs) I don't make beds. I leave the blankets uh, as they are. They literally pull the cover off me, roll out on my right hand side, like I army roll out, leave the blankets, leave the pillows on the floor, and I just beeline for coffee. I don't make beds. <laughs> so don't ask me to make a bed. So the sixth reason is maybe they're blaming you for their problems. That old chestnut. <laughs> Seventh is the person in question that we're talking about may have strong views on gender roles. And and look, I'll come back to this little golden nugget in a little bit. So the eighth is maybe they're uncomfortable with your success. The thing is, right, when you enter into a partnership, whether that's same sex, uh, different sex, whatever the partnership is, right, you automatically become a team. And it's the team working as a collective to do well for your team and family. Because that's what it's about, right? Like our little family is my husband, myself, my cat and my dog. And where my husband and I are a team and the cat and dog complete our family. (laughs) So you're working as a collective. Don't work against me. Don't be jealous because it's not going to get you very far. And you're either happy for me or you can fuck right off. Same goes for friends. This is not competition. We're all supposed to be part of the same team, aren't we? Your friends should be in your corner, your family, your partner. So, sorry, if you're uncomfortable with my success, I suggest you jog on. Okay, so the next is viewing women as the enemy. (laughs) Quite simply here, piss us off and yes, we will be enemy number one. And we will be gunning for you. We can be the enemy (laughs) if that red flag is waved in front of our faces. And the last is criticizing looks and appearance. Nobody's perfect, right? So I kind of find criticizing someone about the way they look or their weight or their appearances quite disgusting. And I think this comes back to the fact that they're collecting women. There are many more, but I need to stop here. Otherwise, we're going to be sitting on a four-hour podcast today. (laughs) So a further example of misogyny is violence against women. And this includes domestic violence and at its most extreme forms of misogynistic terrorism and femicide. Misogyny also often operates through sexual harassment, coercion and psychological techniques aimed at controlling women and by legally or socially excluding women from full citizenship. In some cases, misogyny rewards women for accepting an inferior status. Okay, let's just stop and let's be serious for a moment here. Women have fought relentlessly for their rights for centuries. We are no lesser of a human being. We are equal and we have fought hard for that. Let me just call out a couple of achievements here in Australia, a bit of a timeline. I'm just going to rattle off a couple of dates to put some of this in perspective. And this is not everything. This is just a couple of items. So in 1902, Getting the vote was top priority. So Australia, known as the land of blokes and sheilas, um, was surprisingly progressive in this space. And shortly after the Federation, the government passed an act to allow women to both vote and stand in the 1903 federal election. 
Australia was actually one of the first countries to allow women to run for parliament. But the situation was not extended to Indigenous women. And they were not given the right to vote until 1962. In 1942, we had World War II. There were men gone to war. Australian women were finally able to enter the workforce in men's roles in unprecedented numbers. The Australian Women's Land Army was actually founded to recruit women to work on farms where there were no men left. So the Australian Women's Army Service recruited thousands of women for military duties such as manning radios and anti-warcraft machinery, uh, drivers and other clerical roles. Thousands of Australian nurses also served overseas and some of these women were taken as prisoners of war and 71 were killed while serving. So let's roll into 1961. The contraceptive pill took Australia and the world by storm. Initially, it was only available to married women in Australia and some Catholic doctors flat out refused to prescribe it, but the feminist movement hailed the invention as an equaliser, which gave them the same sexual freedom as men. The pill meant women no longer had to choose between a career and a relationship. But as with everything, there was backlash. The old morality question was raised and even some feared women would be damned forever because of their uncontrollable sexual indiscretions because that's what it is they're completely uncontrollable right guys so in 1965 women were allowed in pubs oh dear (laughs) well many pubs in australia had a specific ladies lounge for the ladies who liked a beverage and to socialize they're actually banned from entering the public bar the women only being allowed in the ladies lounge when accompanied by a man (laughs) But the feminist movement uh, took this and fought. Ladies defiantly left the lounge in pubs around the country and they marched themselves into public bars and they demand drinks. That sounds right to me. (laughs) At a Brisbane hotel, women even chained themselves to the bar to get their point across. And eventually, government legislation allowed women to drink in any location they wished. In 1976 was Reclaim the Night. Um, The first Reclaim the Night marches were held in Europe to protest violence and sexual assault against women. The movement created a worldwide stir and similar events were held across Britain and the United States. Many of the protests were held in red light districts and focused on violence against prostitutes. 24th of June 2010. First Australian Prime Minister, say what you like about Julia Gillard, but she was sworn in as Australia's first female Prime Minister on this date, and she took power from Kevin 07, for those outside of Australia, Kevin Rudd, in a completely bloodless coup. And after elections later that year, she managed to hold on to the role by forming a minority government. We have come a long way, but have we achieved everything? Hell to the no. Fun fact, women earn on average $255.30 less than men a week, and we are still fighting the views of a small minority of misogynist men. Let's head back to my topic. With social media 
and alike being so accessible, we are seeing a shift in the way we communicate. So it started out with talking online. So Facebook was a mechanism to talk. You posted the occasional picture, you had captions and you had discussions. Then we had Instagram and Twitter. Twitter was still that talking mechanism predominantly supported by visual resources, i.e. pictures, videos, whatnot. We have Instagram, which was purely pictures. If you guys remember back, God, I don't know how many years ago, wasn't that long ago, but Instagram was all about pictures. We are now seeing video becoming the new communication and sense of norm. We are seeing videos on TikTok and a huge media presence on YouTube. Along with that is audio, i.e. podcasts. What is happening is men with very shallow-minded views are in fact buying microphones and getting on the air (laughs) to share their disgusting views of women. I watched a couple of uh, videos, I watched a couple of episodes, a couple of recordings, I listened to a little bit of a podcast. I had to turn that off because I wanted to throw my phone down a set of stairs. Okay, because they were disgusting. And again, I am not going to name names. But there were things being said in these videos that are just so out of line. There was one saying, um, if women want to be treated equal, we should be able to hit them. Because I can go and hit a man and we're equals. Why can't I hit a woman? First and foremost, violence is not the answer. It's never the answer. Uh, Whether it's against another man or a woman... Violence is never the answer. You're a fucking idiot. There's not much else I can say. You're a fucking idiot, bro. (laughs) A lot of these discussions are how men are stronger. Okay, so physically men can be stronger, right? We're built differently. But let me throw this one out. How would these misogynist men go with their bodies basically shutting down for a week every month with cramps and other amazing symptoms. Give you the hot tip, not cool. Recently, a study was released that said a women's period is similar to having a heart attack on the pain threshold scale. Let's just let that sink in for a moment, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Your body shutting down a week every month and you are suffering the consequences of it. On that topic, has a man ever given birth? Me suspects not. (laughs) On this topic, I saw a video of a guy who was criticizing women's self-defense classes. And he was saying that he would just grab the woman and then beat the shit out of them before they had a chance to do anything. He said if they tried to kick him in the balls, he would just grab them and then beat them into the ground. Uh, what? (laughs) Pretty sure... A strategically aimed kick in the balls is going to detract you from beating us into the ground. (laughs) Pretty sure we're going to do okay. Uh, We've got some other thoughts and mechanisms. Most of us carry tools around on ourselves. (laughs) There's the scratching, there's the biting. Oh, we can get scrappy. We can get scrappy. The problem with these men, and I feel like the word man (laughs) is just too generous for them. But anyway, they're spouting venom and putting messaging out to the world, which is getting consumed by people. And I suppose more 
um, concerning is young men who are, you know, growing from childhood into teenhood into adulthood. And it, it is influencing thinking. It seems to me that there are more deep-seated issues going on here. Um, is it the fact that there's a lens of jealousy and they truly believe that no one should be on equal playing field, especially somebody of a different gender? We are mentally and physically strong. Is it what I come back to around mummy issues? Is it maybe that they've fallen and hit their head and, and they have concussion or memory loss? I don't know. Look, either way... Women will continue to work together, we will build armies, and we will demand respect. So if you piss us off, we can turn. We can turn very quickly. There should definitely be a limit on the amount of time we let these people talk. It would be remiss of me to not mention my episode, I think it's episode 13, where I talked about the new changes in laws in America surrounding abortion. And a lot of this topic fits in nicely with that, where I talked about how we are regressing as a society. So I I really recommend, if you have not listened to that episode, I break down women's rights, I break down the cases in question, and I break down the law changes and the implications that might have on society as a whole and globally. So if you find this topic interesting, I suggest that you go ahead and have a bit of a listen to that last episode. On this topic, if you want to see a powerful woman on the warpath for these men, there is Drew Fellow, who's a TikToker and podcaster, and she is a complete badass. She is looking to put these types of men where they deserve to be. And for her, that's in a corner, like bad children thinking about their actions. So she does responses to misogynistic TikToks where men are saying inappropriate things. I, I remember seeing one about a guy saying, oh, why should women have the right to vote? They're subhuman. Uh, so she single-handedly goes after them. Um, she says a lot of the time that the two insults that, that men can lay out, the only two that they can come up with are you're ugly and you're fat. They don't actually, these these particular subset of people don't have the brain power to put together anything more than you're fat, you're ugly. Very, very creative, right? But her stance is breaking everything down and outlining why they're wrong, supported by evidence. And then for the stab that they took at her, she takes a hard stab back. Uh, she has a tendency to be able to relate people's appearance to very unusual stuff. Um, She also breaks down wording um, and language. So I strongly recommend she's got millions and millions of followers. So I I suggest that you you drop by and have a listen to some of her stuff. You can spend hours on her page. She's witty. uh, She's got a great laugh on her. So I am joining the ranks with her and we need to stop people with these views. Okay. We have given these creatures enough airtime. So here's what I'd like to do. I want to take their microphones and shove it. As with every episode, we close with a lighter segment. Today, I'm going to go back to a few hypothetical questions because I feel like I need to answer some more. Question one for Amy. You get to listen to one artist or band for the rest of your life. Who is it? Either Post Malone or Rihanna. 
or Eminem or Dr. Dre. If I had to pick just one, it'd be Post Malone. I can listen to his albums on repeat and I have for many years and I never get sick of it. So the second question is, if you could eat one type of food for the rest of your life, what would it be? That's an easy one for me. Tomatoes in any form. So I like trust tomatoes and I like cherry tomatoes. I have loved them since I was a small child. I don't ever remember not liking tomatoes and I eat them with almost every meal. My breakfast in the morning is sourdough bread with chopped up cherry tomatoes, bocconcini cheese and balsamic glaze. I am obsessed with tomatoes. We are going to have tacos tonight and you betcha they're going to be loaded with tomatoes. Okay, so the next one's next one's a tough one. Let's say we do go down the path of the zombie apocalypse. It happens, right? What would be my weapon of choice? So from the outset, I think a gun. That way you can maintain a bit of distance. My fear is fighting off a zombie and not having distance and for them doing that lunge to the neck or to the arm and just being too close to be able to fight it off. So that's my biggest fear. But I'm assuming I'm going to need bullets and they're going to run out at some point. So I'm going to need to choose something that's a little bit more barbaric. So I think I would go with a sword. I'd probably go to my friend's house and take one of his swords. So a sword would be good because you can have a bit of distance and you can stab through the brain. But I think if it was my house and what we have, I think we've got an axe somewhere. Actually, I know we do. We filmed a TikTok <laughs> where we use the axe. So maybe an axe. That would probably be third in line. <laughs> Okay, so the next question is, if every time you entered a room, you had entrance music, what would the song be? <laughs> California Love by Tupac with Dr. Dre. It's just impeccable <laughs> when the beat just hits. It just, uh, and Dr. Dre's first verse where he comes in, uh, it, just, it just hits differently. I think that would be a very cool song. Um, otherwise, congratulations by Post Malone. You guys, look, there's a common theme here. I love Post Malone. You guys know this by now, right? <laughs> the next question is, if animals could talk, what would be the rudest and what would they say? I don't know that there would be a type of animal. I just think it would be my cat. So my cat is Max. He is seven, I think. Seven or eight. Anyway, he is cranky. He's a cranky old man. He doesn't like being picked up. He doesn't like being moved. He doesn't like being touched. doesn't like any of it. I think if he could talk, it would be uh, offensive. Let's just go with offensive. It would be very, very offensive, the stuff that would come out of his mouth. And the reason I know this, so the other night we were playing with my dog. My dog jumped really, really high in the air. He grabbed a toy and he came down really, really hard. And then he screamed for about 10 seconds. So I think he landed really poorly on his leg um, and, and just kind of it popped or something like that. Like nothing major. He's, he Within five minutes of me cuddling him, he was completely fine. However, the look on my cat's face when he fell, he looked so smug. For reference, the cat hates the dog. And I feel like at that moment, if my cat could have opened his mouth and spoken, he would have said, suck it or something to that effect. <laughs> like, you deserve it, asshole. I think that would have come out of his mouth. So I don't think that there's a type of animal. I just think my cat would have some really offensive things to say. I have to choose a superhero or villain to be my therapist who absolutely go with a villain 
100%. I'd probably go with Harley Quinn. I just feel like she would do such a good job at counselling me. <laughs> Especially after this topic. Could you imagine what she would do to the misogynists? <laughs> uh, so I'd go potentially with Harley Quinn. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed my take on men with microphones who are misogynistic. Uh, Like I outlined at the beginning, it is a pretty serious topic. However, for me, this podcast is all about positivity. So the best way for me to deal with this topic is to have a good laugh at it. There's plenty more that we could talk about on this topic. But like I said, I did want to limit the amount of discussion Um, and I did want to shift to something louder because it can be quite frustrating. It's very antiquated in a way of thinking if you like. Um, Very very antiquated to to really believe at the bottom of your core that there are people that are lesser than you. It comes back to things that crop up like domestic violence and racism. It's all the same and at no point should we think that we are more superior We're all equal at the end of the day. So let's just uh, park it. (laughs) Maybe I'll come back with a part two. I just don't feel like they deserve the airtime. Okay, join me next episode. We are going back for a true crime dive. There are a couple of cases that have been on my mind. I am going to bring you those. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod or drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com or you can visit my website uh, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Until next time, uh, bye-bye.